Hello, and welcome to the Faith for Work podcast from Biblical Business Training. On this podcast, we share stories from Christian leaders who are living out BBT's mission and vision of faith for work and leadership for life. I'm your host, Jordan Dollar, and I hope this podcast empowers you to take your faith to all the places where God sends you. The old saying goes that God works in mysterious ways, and I've sure seen that in my own career. Which of the skills that you use in your current work were acquired with that end goal in mind? And which did you simply pick up along the way from a strange source, with no clue how vital it would be to you later? Today's interview is with BBT's new CEO and Executive Director, Lori Drury. In the interview, she will share her experiences as a BBT participant, group leader, and employee, and how God prepared her for her new role. She will also share about BBT's strategic plan and direction for the future. Without further ado, let's get to the interview. Lori Drury is the Executive Director and CEO of Biblical Business Training. She comes to this experience after serving five years as BBT's Communications Director. Lori is guiding the organization with a new strategic vision, developing partner connections, and growing a financial foundation for the mission of equipping and empowering Bible study groups and their leaders. Lori brings marketing, business development, and brand awareness experience from her previous roles at Cushman and Wakefield, the University of Missouri Robert J. Trulesk Senior College of Business and Entrepreneurship. Lori earned a Bachelor of Science Business Administration with an emphasis in marketing from the University of Missouri. In her spare time outside of family and work, she volunteers her time with several professional and community organizations in St. Louis. She married her high school sweetheart, Corey, and they have two young sons and are members of St. Alban Row Catholic Church. Lori, thank you so much for being on the Faith for Work podcast. Thanks. Thanks for having me. It's uh, different to be in the hot seat than on the behind the scenes, either editing or listening before it goes live. Well, Lori, tell us a little bit about your story. What's your history with biblical business training? And how did you come to be in the executive director and CEO's seat? You know, the journey is one that you have to kind of look back and have some perspective about that it started long before um, I ever got to BBT or knew about BBT, right? God puts you on a path where you're not quite sure why you're on it, but uh, it it gets you to where he wants you to be. Um, and I say that meaning I grew up in a small town where I, you know, I was born and raised with hardworking parents who were very faith-filled and met my um met my high school sweetheart there. And as we went to college and, uh, you know, kind of came into our own and I really learned a lot of things about who I was and what I'm capable of and what I wanted to do with my life. Uh, it sent me on a journey of, um, working in the college setting, doing some fundraising and, uh, networking and meeting people and, meeting executives from around the country uh, who were alums and who were speakers. And so just kind of sparked that that fire that I had in me of, 
building relationships with people and um, really getting behind passions and things that uh, provided purpose in my life. Along those ways, you meet people that um, help you on your career journey, right? And so that's that's how I got into the corporate America space from academics. And what that led me to do is um, really build my marketing career. Um, I was a generalist in marketing, if you want to call it that, in a big corporate setting. So I got to learn a lot about business, got to learn a lot about marketing, kind of that holistic approach to how I grew up and and the education I received and the, the career I started really helped to set me on the pace of, of God putting me into this um, networking space and um, also this serving space of doing more than just working and having a family life, but what can I do in the community? And so all of those experiences really led to, um, you know, the sweet spot of, of who I am today and, and what I'm doing in my career of really uh, working on relationship building and um, raising funds for a passion uh, that, I, that I share with many people now uh, through BBT. And so what that journey to BBT looks like is I've worn many hats with BBT. Um, I've been a supporter of the founder as he was leaving corporate America to start this nonprofit. I was a participant in Bible study. You know, it was uh, a great entry into not always having experience in Bible study, but a really easy approach to studying the word of God with um, my peers and uh, really diving into what do I do with this? What do I, what do I do with God's word on an everyday basis? And as that, as that time went on, I, I, you know, felt comfortable helping to lead those lessons and lead those discussions. And that's where I found BBT. You know, I stayed in touch with the founder over the years as he had the nonprofit and I stayed in corporate America. The position came about that um, they wanted me to come in and and help with marketing. My career, you know, with corporate America lended to everything they needed on a small scale for a nonprofit. So that journey, you know, is a big leap from corporate America to a nonprofit. But it was one of those where um, God really had that plan that that was my next step. And that all of those skills that I learned over the years in academics and corporate America and volunteering really all came into one to be this right fit for what BBT needed at the time and and the growth we were looking for and so on. And so, you know, that was uh, in 2016 that I left corporate America and came to BBT through those years, you know, established relationships with groups and group leaders, with folks in the community that really have a passion for that faith and work mindset and integrating it into their businesses and into their their way of life. And as that uh, came about, I was really being sculpted to someday take over leadership, whatever that may look like, you know, knowing the ins and out of the organization um, means that next to the founder and maybe the board, um, 
I had the most knowledge um, to really help look at the strategy and and the tactical execution of of where the organization was going. And last year, when we went through a strategic planning process, you know, God was really tugging on me, saying, "You can do this. You can lead this organization." It really worked out where the transition into leadership would be pretty short because I knew everything there was to know about the organization. The team and I were, um, you know, hand in hand in, in the planning process uh, through the strategic plan and and uh, all that we did to serve our groups. And so the transition was easy. You know, I came into the role in, in July um, of 2021 and just hit the ground running. All the aspects that the team and I worked through were ready and uh, able to be executed and the relationships were there. And it it's just been um, an amazing journey to to stop and look back on to see where God started and planted those seeds and made those connections to where where I am today. And, uh, you know, the great team I work with, as well as just the the support from the board and the groups and the group leaders and all of those relationships I've made along the way have just been um, easy to make uh, the transition and, and bring us to where we are today. So you were involved with BBT a long time before you worked for BBT. You, you were around the process of its founding and you saw some of that and you've been a group participant, you've been a group leader. So out of all that, what really drew you to make this your career working at BBT? You know, it was something that God was calling me to make a career change. Didn't know what that was, but I realized a lot of uh, corporate careers, you had to be a specialist. And I was never a specialist in one thing. I always dabbled in a little bit of everything. I could build the website, but make it look pretty. Um, I could uh, fundraise, I could um, work on spreadsheets. You know, I, I did a little bit of everything because even though I worked in corporate, it, it had a small company feel where everybody did a little bit of everything. To specialize in just one thing kind of set me back and said, I don't know that I could just do one of those things. And so the appeal with biblical business training was, that I could do all of those things again. It it was the appeal of, of kind of going back to a small footprint again, but also having a purpose, having a a reason and a service oriented function for what I was doing. It was helping people to get over those barriers of studying the Bible together. It's it's an intimidating thing, hard to know where to start but we have the tools to do that. And so that ability to be able to help people and really connect them with resources and see the transformation that comes with that. You know, I lived it in a group and got to see it firsthand. And so to then flip on the other side and become staff meant that I could help more people do that because I knew what it was like to not feel comfortable leading. And then helping others by leading, really creating that community aspect within a group. So Lori, it sounds like you really discovered a, a passion for Bible study 
you know, where, where do you think that came from and, and how does that really, how, how do you find fulfillment through that? For me, I think the passion for Bible study came unintentionally, I guess you'd say, where in my Catholic upbringing, you didn't do Bible study. You had religion class, you had mass, you had, um, you know, as you prepared for sacraments, but you didn't appreciate it at the time. And you also weren't in, as ingrained in it. There were no small group kind of settings that I was involved in. And so I think once I got a taste of studying the Bible with peers, right, in a very comfortable setting, in a, a setting where you could be vulnerable, you could pray for each other, you could ask the silly question of, I don't understand what that means. <laughs> um it really opened the door to a better understanding and a better um, listening to what God was telling me. And then it just, it just became a habit. It became something that was fulfilling for the week. And when I didn't go, I could tell a difference in my week. I could tell that there was something missing. And I really kind of yearned for that connection with the group you know that you can pick up your phone at any point and call any one of those members to pray for you or you pray for them and you follow up with them. You go back into the office, into your workplace, and you're a better person. You are have a better outlook. You may approach a meeting or a conversation in a better way than you would have if you didn't have that. You know, it's something that I never expected going into participating in a group or uh, being a part of a group. But now it's something that when I'm not in a group, I can tell that I'm needing that community. I'm needing that uh, fulfillment. My husband actually calls it my spiritual caffeine. When I don't get my spiritual caffeine, <laughs> I'm not the same person. <laughs> you and I are both big fans of earthly caffeine yes. as well. Right. So. Lori, what's the importance of workplace-focused Bible study, specifically application-based Bible study? What difference have you, have you seen it make? And, and maybe could you share an example of that from one of your own groups? Yeah. Workplace applicable Bible study means that you're taking the Word of God and understanding how it applies to what you're doing every day. We spend 40 hours a week, sometimes more, at our work. That's where we have seen good and bad in people, people at their best times and people at their worst times and everything in between. To not have you know, a Christ-centered approach to that means that we're not showing up as our best selves. It's hard, but there's a lot of brokenness in the working environment. If you're showing up in a better way, it will permeate with others around you. You know, if, if it's a toxic environment, it, it spreads fast, but the opposite can spread just as fast. If you're showing up as a servant leader, if you're showing up as a humble servant, then it, it, it helps to spread uh, just as it would if it's a negative environment. And so be the, be the change, be the difference what kind of impact have you seen from these BBT Bible studies in the workplace? Well, our team has the um, fun job of seeing a group from start 
to flourish, right? We may see somebody who has a um, calling or a desire to start a Bible study and has a vision. And as that comes together, as they invite people in, as they find their co-leader and as they start meeting and studying the stories that come out of it, we just have the blessing of being able to witness so many different um, conversations and ways that people are coming together. So it's, it's very uplifting. So the other amazing part of this is that you have a group, someone who says, hey, God's calling me to start a Bible study at work. Most people would run from that. But those who answer that call maybe don't know where to start. Our suggestion is always find a co-leader. Don't do it alone. Find somebody that will walk alongside you and it will make it easier to find more people to invite that are in your networks, right? That first person, those two people, and as that multiplies, those people turn into kingdom impacts. They may have five people that meet regularly. Well, those five people work places. They may work together. They may work separately. But they're then going into their workplace and what they're studying and what they're applying are permeating into everything they're doing and everyone they're talking to, everyone they're interacting with, that multiplies. What advice would you have someone who's interested in having a Bible study at work, but maybe they're not sure about all the barriers they're experiencing? Sure. Starting a Bible study can be intimidating, right? When you start to overthink it, who would come to it? Why? Where would I do it? Uh, what do we? What do we study? What? What do we? How much time do I have for this? Those are a lot of the things we hear. But really, the the first step we always tell um, folks, and I have experienced it firsthand. Find a co-leader. Find somebody that you know will walk alongside you. Be there to pray together, study together. You can even start with them first, right? Start a few Bible studies together. And as you pray, you can um, find those folks that each of you know that could join you in this journey. And, you know, don't be afraid if somebody tells you no. You know, everyone's afraid of rejection. But for some people, it, it doesn't work for them right now. It may later, though. You're planting that seed and opening that door that they can always come later. And I have learned many times over the many groups I have started or joined over the years that there's no perfect way. You find that co-leader, you start meeting, pray about it, and God will provide the rest. And that's where BBT provides the resources that you don't have to think about what you're going to study. We provide the content, the technology to connect your group, take the administrative out of it, and a coach that can help you along the way as well. I mean, if it if it wasn't easy to do, I would not be doing it. And I would not have done it as repeatedly as I have in the past or in the multiple groups I'm in right now, because it, it really takes down those barriers of, I don't have the time. I don't know what I'm doing. You don't have to be an expert. You need to find one person that will walk alongside you in that faith journey. The rest will come into play as you um, study together and pray together and God leads you to, to that next step.
So Laurie, BBT's in a period of transition. You mentioned uh, seven or eight months ago working on a new uh, strategic plan. Uh, you were brought to this CEO position uh, shortly after that. Tell me a little bit about what's in the future for BBT. BBT has been around for you know more than a decade. And where that puts us today is we're in a period of growth. We are establishing relationships we are um, extending our reach through social media to um, reach beyond our St. Louis original footprint. And so what that looks like is just through God connecting people, you know, social media has such amazing benefits when it's used um, in a genuine and relationship format of reaching out to those that are interested and those who engage with us and, and helping them through the process of what they're being called to do. So, you know, it's a lot of fun to be able to connect with people across the world and help them really fulfill what, what they're trying to do and bringing their faith to work. I mean, we see this big movement. What social has done for us is we have a group in Uganda that found us through social and really um, embrace how entrepreneurs can apply their faith in their businesses. You know, so the footprint is expanding because we've been able to establish relationships outside of just our immediate network. Doors are opening with conversations. How do I support my employees as a holistic employee, not just you know, you come to work, do your job, and you go home. The workplace landscape has changed so much over the last two years that, you know, how do I approach the whole person? It's the mental, it's the physical, it's the spiritual. And so we're seeing companies who are offering enterprise resource groups or business resource groups that really meet the needs of uh, the spiritual aspect for their employees, as well as you know, business owners who offer this in their businesses, it's not a forcing, it's approval from the top down, but the employees from the bottom up are the ones who are actually engaging and taking the action to study together. So it's just been an, an incredible journey of relationship building that has helped uh provide our resources to a, a larger base of groups and group leaders. And then on the other side of that is our resources are provided free to groups because we have donors and groups that really believe in the mission, want to support what we're doing and pay it forward for groups and individuals to really study the word together, you know, apply it to their work build that community both in their group and within their business and their in their workplace so that you know we can all leave a legacy of leadership for the Lord. Laurie, are you ready for the lightning round? Sure. All right, Laurie, what's your favorite Bible story or passage? The one that stood out to me um, just over the last year was the parable of the talent. Using your talents to glorify God and um, not squandering them, but using them to the fullest extent. What kind of legacy do you hope you're leaving behind you? Hmm. I, I dabble in a little bit of everything, but it seems like the theme uh, of a lot of the organizations and the things I'm involved in, uh, BBT being, you know, obviously my primary uh, time focus right now, uh, bringing God's word 
into the workplace, but also through organizations like Young Catholic Professionals that my husband and I and a group of individuals uh, launched in St. Louis, the St. Louis chapter. It's filling those gaps uh, where, you know, maybe faith might not be the forefront. Uh, BBT is similar, right? It fills that uh, gap between the Sunday-Monday divide of applying faith. And so, you know, even helping uh, the Archdiocese of St. Louis with their strategic planning, a lot of the things that are coming into my, my view and my time spent is a lot of how are we bringing faith into all aspects of life? So, you know, it's, it's paying it forward for the things that I wish I knew back um, when I was younger or uh, back when I needed them more. Setting all, all pride aside, what's something that you're great at? I am great at connecting people, kind of like figuring out a puzzle. It's, you know, having conversations with people, again, from all over the world and seeing where I can connect them with other people having the appreciation that God is a great connector. He connects us with the right people and brings the right opportunities. What do you struggle with or what still scares you? Well, as an Enneagram one, I struggle with perfectionism. I have ways that my brain sees how things should be done or how a process should go or that, um, you know, paint done would be this perfect spot. And so Oftentimes I have to learn how to deal with it's good enough. And so it's that balance of excellence in the healthy sense of it and good enough where it's perfectly fine and, and it reaches all aspects of expectations. How can people find you and BBT online? Well, I spend a lot of my time on LinkedIn, connecting with people and, and posting and, and sharing what what BBT is doing and the stories from our groups. Um, so you can find me on LinkedIn. BBT, you can find at b-b-t.org. We are just really trying to um, get out there so people have a resource for, you know, workplace uh, Bible study. Lori, thank you so much for being here with us today. And thank you for everything that you're doing with BBT and your other organizations. Thanks, Jordan. It's a it's a blessing to be here. Um, as I said, it's fun to be on the other side. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you were inspired and encouraged by that interview. To learn how to use BBT's curriculum, connectivity tools, and coaching to lead a life-changing Bible study with your coworkers, colleagues, or friends, visit our webpage at b-b-t.org and click the Start Leading button. To support BBT financially in order to keep our resources free for our users, visit b-b-t.org contribution. If this podcast has impacted you, share it with friends and leave us a review on the app that you use to listen. You can connect with Biblical Business Training on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you so much for listening, and wherever you are, may you have a blessed day.